0: You are listening to Jim and, and Barb. Barb work, work from home. home.
1: Two of my children are stranded at, at home, home, trying to make home be the workplace.
0: But not that much anymore. And not of really. of
1: course, Jim and Barb will be laughing at each other's jokes. Not <laughs> a lot still. Your laughter is up, up to, to you. you.
0: Enjoy. Thank you, Welcome to Jim and Barb Work From Home, the Jim and Barb podcast that happens
1: every when it happens. Third month now? I don't know. The third month of every full moon in the <coughs> Western Hemisphere yeah. sky. I yeah, whatever. It happens when it happens. It happens when it happens. You got that right. Oh, um,
0: yeah, I mean it. We're we're at February now. It's we February, were going to record Jim. in December when we were in person, but yep. Barb didn't bring her microphone, nope. and so that was a whole. And, and that never. Then we were actually together for like a week and, um, with her microphone, and it never happened. Yep. And, but putting that behind. Uh, we're turning over a new leaf for the frozen February. Nobody's Perfect.
1: Yeah. Or, as Eleanor Shellstrop says, Poe Buddy's nerfect.
0: I don't know what
1: that name is, it's, but it. Jim. It's The Good Place. Have you not seen The Good Place TV show?
0: I think we've already covered this that I have not watched The Good Place. As much as you try to force it on me, it has not happened.
1: Fine. That does sound about right. So, okay, moving on <laughs> past Barb's disappointment and continued disappointment and Jim's lack of television.
0: Uh, but before we hit record, you were telling me about Mac's ability to open a sock
1: drawer. <sighs> so... This is
0: incre- This is big meat. <laughs> like, I'm, number one, I'm, I don't know what your sock drawer looks like. If it's like a normal sock drawer, this seems like a feat of... Uh, Uh, Epic proportions. I mean, Uh, maybe your sock drawer is actually just a cardboard box that sits on the floor. (laughs) Um, But I so.
1: Okay. So, Mac has had a hard life. Uh, The foster organization that, you know, found her, uh, she was basically roaming the streets. She was maybe like a month or two old. She had a front dead leg. Fast forward almost two years now, Um, it's like a year and a half for sure, potentially a year and nine months, I'm not really sure. Um, She's happy, she's healthy, she is a tripod, she only has one front leg, two back legs. Um, But she's a little ball of anxiety, so she's on Mm -hmm. Prozac. Um, One of the things that her anxiety would cause her to do would like... mm, chew on things that she as a cat should not normally be chewing on, like clothes and blankets. And literally, I have like a dozen outfits, everything from bra, tank top, shirt, sweatshirt, pants, underwear, socks, and yes, shoes that she has chewed through. And um, socks happen to be her favorite Uh, Mm -hmm. To the point of when I get socks out of my sock drawer in the morning, I have to very quickly put them on my feet. And then she still is like, those are socks. I want to get them when they're on my feet. Which is not super great when I'm trying to walk and she's trying to attack my feet. Um, Yesterday, I had to go to work. I came home from work. Everything seemed fine. And then I walked into my bedroom, and sitting on the floor were three pairs of socks mm-hmm. in sock sorters. Yes. So, friends, here's, here's the deal. Barb, the only time Barb has socks on sock sorters is, like, when they're going into, basically, my sock drawer because they have come out of... The, the laundry.
0: Yes, they have been laundered. They have been matched.
1: Yep. They're going into the uh,
0: Going into deep storage. <laughs>
1: um, These three socks, pairs of socks, are now 50% destroyed. They will need to be thrown away. Um, I can't figure out for the life of me how she got them. Because, if you'll remember, she only has one front paw, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my sock drawer, Jim, contrary to your popular belief, is not just a cardboard <laughs> box. She would have chewed through that six to nine months ago. Um, it is actually a drawer that closes and is actively needs to be opened.
0: Now, when you discovered these socks, was your
1: sock drawer open? No. Okay. Which is another feat, I feel. I I'm just, I don't know. But now okay. it, it's it's an additional um it's an additional point of reference and uh monitor point when it comes to my cat.
0: So theoretically, you could have not completely closed the sock drawer on your way out, and Mac was able to uh, retrieve three pairs, and then in the process of trying to retrieve a fourth pair, closed it. (laughs) It was unable to (laughs) ransack any more sock. Because closing a drawer or a door uh, for an animal is much easier and can happen easily accidental. The opening part, especially, uh, you know, tends to be a little bit more difficult because there's handles involved in pull knobs and whatnot.
1: So, um... I appreciate you wanting to give Mac the benefit of the doubt and blaming <laughs> it on me. Um. However, my my here's this is why I I sort of feel like that's not super probable. The place where I have my socks is mm-hmm. in a drawer. It is a flat. It's like it's got one of those little. Like lips at the top that you have to pull, and it's an IKEA, and it like automatically closes. Okay. So it's not just super easy. Like there needs to be some effort to open it, and which makes but the, me so the
0: the way you're describing it is there access again theoretically if. <laughs> is is this l- the the lip the hand thing like a something that a pair of socks might be able to get pulled out of this hole where you put your hand
1: Well no there is no hole because it's just okay. the the top just has a little kind of cut down at the at like the top the, the excuse me the front of yeah. of it has a little like cut in at the very top and that's where you just like pull from to get to the rest of the drawer. So it pulls out because there's no like knob on the front or, Mm -hmm. or anything like that. All
0: right. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of mentally creating pictures in my mind, comparing to the uh, Ikea drawers that we have. And this sounds like the drawers that we've had on uh, desks. Where the, the, you do sort of have, I don't know if your, your desk has it, but there is, like, basically a space where you could get into, right, where if you're pulling the whole front, that there's, like, space
1: inside. but. So, I <laughs> I don't know why I did this, because you can't see what I'm looking at. Um, I, you're right. I, uh, do you remember in my... My second bedroom that you stayed in. There I don't are... remember what
0: the drawers looked like.
1: Okay. So I've got some Ikea drawers. Literally, I'm touching one right now. And uh-huh. it has a cutout in the front where you can stick your hand in and you can actually, like, touch the stuff that's in yes. the drawer and then pull yes. it out that way. That's what you're yes. talking about? Yes. Okay. Understandable because mac does appreciate these drawers because she can <laughs> stick her paw in and, and and bat around at stuff um the drawers from my dresser are completely enclosed the front is a okay. single space there is no access i cannot i i can't get my hand through to touch anything without op- f- fully opening
0: and the the pull is just like a thing that sort of Built into the top of the front, yeah. okay. But but it still does have a pull, uh, yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Uh, so I mean, there's she is, uh, she's very capable. Of- to the detriment of, of of me, uh, yes, she is incredibly far more capable than she probably should be as a three-pod uh feline. Um so it would not surprise me if she was just like, screw it, mom's gone. I'm gonna <laughs> do this to make her mad, and just spent all day trying to open that stupid drawer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean that that probably tracks with with her mindset. So,
0: yep. All right. So yeah, you've got uh, you've got an interesting conundrum on your hands. I've got
1: like the MacGyver of cats. Yeah, because she's also the one where I had her for like twenty four hours and I lost her in my place. I told you that story, right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't I don't know if it was recorded. okay? We should do that sometime then. <laughs> All right. um, but part of the reason that we were talking about my cat, Jim, mm-hmm. is because you are gonna go get a furry friend of your own tomorrow.
0: How's that for a segue, Bob? I- congrats!
1: Look at me. I'm practicing. I'm learning.
0: My nice work. Um, yes. Uh, it, you know, um, by the time this hits the airwaves, uh, it will probably have happened. Yes. Um, the, you know, it's it's a situation where we're trying to not be too uh big and public about it uh because like any adoption process it can um sort of fall apart at the very last minute yep and so we're trying to not make too big of a deal about it we're telling enough people you know because it is it is a process that we've been gone we've gone through mm-hmm. um you know adopting a dog is slightly more of a process than giving birth to a human child Uh, insofar as like there's paperwork and there's reference checks and those sorts of things but uh, it is a lot easier than adopting a human child correct Uh, because basically it was like three weeks ago we Put in three, two weeks ago, maybe. We put in the application and a couple phone calls and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And uh, yeah, there's a dog currently on her way from Alabama to Massachusetts. And we will be uh, picking her up on Sunday afternoon as long as everything goes well.
1: So excited for you. So here's my first question. Because you're getting yes. a foster, the foster comes with a name. Have uh-huh. you talked about if you're gonna keep the name or rebrand her to fit <laughs> in with your family? Um
0: uh, we basically like from the from the moment that we saw the name that she's got as a as a foster, we were like, yeah, that's it's a great name for a foster, but it's not a name that we want to keep long term. Understandable, um, and I think that's another reason why you don't tell people like when you're in this process, because like you know my my neighbor who was our our uh, reference point mm-hmm. um, now thinks of her as her uh, adopting her foster name, I guess we um. call it. Um. So the you know, it's that, like, once you know a dog's name, changing their name internally can take a while. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but yes, her, her foster name is Smitten, uh, because everybody who has seen her, her has been Smitten.
1: She's fallen in love with her. Uh,
0: exactly. Um, and Christine uh, has, she's got a bee in her bonnet. Um, to give this dog a Turkish name oh so we've got a list okay. of some some possibilities you uh, know we don't want to pick out any specific name until we've actually had time to spend with the dog and sort of make sure that something works with their character and mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff understandable um, um,
1: point of clarification. Yes. Is the Turkish word for smitten and/or in love with one of your options?
0: It is something that we looked at, but we uh, we didn't um, go with them. Okay. So when it, so this is, you know, this dog naming, especially dog naming with something that's a little non-standard, as we learned with Sen. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, there is an art form and there's a lot more strategery than probably should be for naming your dog. But number one, uh, this is another thing that we learned after we named sin, is that you should name your dog something with two syllables. Ah. Um, and the general argument there is commands are one syllable, and their name should be something that they can easily recognize as not a command.
1: Got, yeah. Sit, come down,
0: stay, stay, heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So commands are one syllable. Their name should not be one syllable so as to not confuse them in the moment. Um, I mean,
1: as a non dog owner, that is not anything that has ever crossed my mind. So um, mm-hmm. that's, uh, I. That's 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 new. That's something I got to learn today.
0: So thank you. (laughs) I don't I don't know how real or accurate it is, but it's one of those things where I read it and I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Is it true? I don't know, but it makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's sort of the same naming convention that mom and dad had with us. You know, both of them had multi-syllabic names that were not eligible to be shortened. Mm-hmm. easily for nicknames or anything. So when they were naming kids, they specifically said, we want to make sure that they're names that can be very easily shortened. Mm-hmm.
0: And then they gave me a one-syllable name that got shortened to a one-syllable
1: name. Right. Listen, <laughs> hey, again, not everybody's perfect, James. Uh,
0: um, so, yeah, the other sort of... Um, complication is that we we want to pick something that is not overly complicated, mm-hmm. and the um, spelling with English characters
1: translates well. Oh, uh, um, I'm yeah, I'm not familiar with the Turkish language, so yeah.
0: So I I think like. The easiest sort of complication um, is we've got a friend um, whose name is John. Mm-hmm. And it, like, e- even when he's in speaking full Turkish to other Turkish people, um, if he were to say his name, it would sound very much like John. Okay. Now, when you spell it, using the Turkish alphabet and the Turkish sounds. It is spelt can, C-A-N. What? Uh, because, yeah, that's just the way that the language works. And then they've got different, they've got a couple different symbols, and I think they've got that, like, C with the things sticking out the bottom, you know. So it's it's not fully... There isn't like a one-to-one okay. Turkish to English for everything. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that are that are one-to-one. Okay. But so it's like, yeah, okay. So if we want a Turkish name, you have to pick something that is going to work well, something that's going to not have too many weird symbols mm-hmm. that makes things complicated, something yeah. that if an absolute stranger read it, they wouldn't get uh, stumbled on, and yeah. like if if I'm saying that this is the name of my dog, then I don't have to spend like 15 minutes giving somebody a a language lesson on, you know, where where the sound is supposed to come from in your mouth when you're pronouncing this letter. So yeah,
1: because like if you if you took this pupper to like a doggy daycare. Uh-huh. Do you really want to have to spend every single time you go and drop them off and pick them up that additional time being like this is the name and yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly and with with sen
0: um it wasn't like once people saw it written down, yeah, most people were like, okay, yeah, that makes sense and I understand sen, S-E-N. like yep. I don't have to worry about this. It makes sense. Yeah. But we still had people who only ever knew her as Zen because Mm. that's where their brain made a word that made sense. Yeah. And it was just like, yep, that's whatever. It is what it is.
1: Well, right. And like if you named this dog John and you were like, yes, it's John spelled C-A-N. Frankly, you're gonna get some real weird looks <laughs> every single time. So I'm glad that that's something that you're at least taking into consideration. Yeah. So good job.
0: Um, what what other questions you got, Barb?
1: Um, those are the big ones. Uh, hey Jim, guess what I did uh, in the towards the middle of January.
0: What did you do towards the middle of January, Barb? I turned 40 years old, Jim.
1: Uh, it was Barb's birthday Mom. It was Barb's birthday! Uh I month. love my birthday. It was a wonderful day. I took the day off from work. I just puttered mm-hmm. around the house. Um, primarily because at the end of February... Ask me what I'm doing, Jim.
0: You're... Going to... Las Vegas.
1: Ooh, wrong side of the United States. I'm going to Disney World. World, okay. Yes. Yep, down in Florida. Walt Disney World. Um, I'm staying on property. I'm going with a couple of friends, and I'm very excited, because that's how I'm going to celebrate my 40th birthday.
0: All right. Well, I mean, you already did have a celebration, Small one:
1: I mean, Camille took me out for dinner. It was a wonderful dinner.
0: yeah, don't don't sell Camille's
1: efforts short. Hey, I mean, Camille and you, Mister, don't think that she didn't spill the beans on your recommendation. Yeah um, so Camille, with the assistance of Jim, um, also obtained me a cameo by mm-hmm. the delightful Carson. From Queer Eye, um, which was super and, fun. And RuPaul. And... Yes, RuPaul's Drag Race, all the good things that he's done. Yeah. Um, so don't think that she didn't give you credit where credit's due, just because I didn't acknowledge it.
0: My my contribution there was pretty light. Um, she messaged me and said... So I think we need. I think I need to get Barbara cameo, but I don't know who to pick. And like, blah blah blah. And so I opened it up, and I was cruising through. You know, she she had her price point that she was looking at. Yep. Um, And then and I saw Carson. Uh, and he's, I mean, relatively affordable. Yeah, for what you can get. Yep. So. I was like, I think this, I think this is I think this makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, what what kind of a thing uh do you, can 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 you get him to say? And I was like, I don't know. The few times I've done these, it's been like sort of give people enough information and then just let them riff. Yeah. Um and Camille did say that she was like can I get him to say that he listens to Jim and Barbara from home?
1: <laughs> oh, uh,
0: and I was like, yeah, that's, that's usually on the no, like they're not going to do Cause
1: then like that, y- that's like pu- yeah, publicity and stuff.
0: Yeah. There's a different pay, pay grade for having somebody, uh, do
1: something like that oh that's she did not tell me that part <laughs> <laughs> oh that's
0: wonderful but yeah, that, she went she went big and she gave him a a laundry list of your accomplishments mm-hmm. so he was very gracious and 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 went rent, rent, went through them all for you
1: it's true he did so. did you see it
0: Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, she sent it to me. Oh, good. Um, and said, okay, I've got it. Uh, but now we're still a ways from Barb's birthday, and I don't know if I can keep a secret.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, very, that's very accurate. When she's very excited about something, she does not want to keep it to herself. Because uh, the other thing that she got for me was a cheese <clears throat> ambassadorship from Ellsworth Creamery.
0: And she was like,
1: I've been trying to do this for the last couple of years and they always sell out. Um, And basically I get cheese a couple times throughout the year and it's like advanced cheese that's not out on the market and they're testing it and and stuff like that. And it's super fun. I've got a bunch of cheese in my refrigerator right now. They're delicious. Um, Nice. But yeah, she was like, I've been trying so hard to not tell you about this. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Camille's wonderful. I love her.
0: hmm So this, uh, so how many, so is this only Disney adults that you're doing your 40th Disney? Yes. And now are these all Disney wackies, or are these, uh, people who, um,
1: do it rarely? No, they're Disney wackies. Okay. Um, jim i'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this, so I'm staying on property for the first time, uh-huh, uh-huh. And part of it is the fact that Chris's father, his parents, have a Disney vacation club, which is the timeshare equivalency in the Disney world, okay, okay, So that's the level of Disney wackies we're talking about. They go at least once a year. Um, All right. They went there for their honeymoon. Um, mm, okay. Yeah, like they are well experienced adult Disney goers, and I'm very excited to go with them. Are um, we? We have we're going to be down there for like five days. We've got three park days. One of those days, Jim, we're just going to spend it in Epcot, and we're just going to eat and drink around the world. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to get drunk at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's
0: uh, when you go with the the people who who know the park well. Yes, like they they know the apps, they know the lines, they know the places.
1: Oh, um, we, we were having this conversation about like. Um, the magic kingdom park and they're like oh yeah well we're in when we're in this space and we need a little rest we we know that we can go here and w- when we want to like just get away from people we can go here and nobody really knows about them. and i was like i what i'm just okay you're gonna be my disney guides for the rest of my life because they they know all of these little like secret ins and outs that i've never even heard of before
0: yeah and that's i think that's part of the po for the appeal for being a disney wacky is that You feel like you're an insider, and there's like you feel like you're an exclusive Mm -hmm. person. But at the same time, I think if you like talked to half the people at the park at any given time, they would tell you that they feel like an insider. So, I mean, probably, whatever. But yeah, if you don't have to sort of uh, just be chaotic on your own, and uh, other people will feel like
1: they are bringing value to this trip by being in charge. Yeah, more power to them. I'm super excited about it because literally my original plan was I was just going to be like, screw it, I'm just going to go to Disney for like a week by myself and stay somewhere on property and just do Disney by myself. And just then I was talking <laughs> And then I was talking to my friend, Bex, and she was like, but what if you had a friend come with? I was like, I would be more than happy to have friends come with, but I also am not going to expect someone to take a week off and commit the money that is going to Disney for a week. That just seems like a very big ask. And so that's how everything got started.
0: Yeah, and there you... Now you have planned a whole event. It's a whole friend thing now.
1: I know. I'm very excited. And,
0: and now you've got like a private group chat just for these Obvious. people now.
1: Obvious. I mean, we had a private group chat before. We, we. The other good thing is we know that we travel well together because we've traveled mm. for Derby. All right. So that's also, like, a very big point in their favor is we've been on airplanes and shoved into cars and with each other in small spaces for long periods of time, and it works great. You've, you've made it work before. Right. Yes.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Jim, this has been a lot of catch-up, which I really appreciate, but I feel yes. like we need to get to the heart of this discussion. We yes. have a topic in mind specifically to talk about. We do. We do. The last time that you and I were actually physically together in my home. Uh-huh. We started watching a TV show. Yeah. First things first, if you have not seen this TV show, turn this podcast off right now. There will be spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm
0: definitely. If- um, I don't think there's any way you can talk about it without doing spoilers, and it's a Disney Plus show, and it's uh, it's been in the title of the episode that you clicked on, yep. so it's Willow. Uh, it's Willow. It's um, Willow. I I didn't know if we were gonna try to do a Disney segue because Disney oh, uh, Willow it. is on Disney Plus.
1: Man.
0: But All right, I suck. No, no, because I was I was hemming and hawing, and so you had to get this podcast
1: on the rails, I on the people mover rails. Honestly, Jim didn't even connect that in my brain that we were talking about Disney and we were going to be talking about a TV show on Disney Plus. <sighs> yeah. So, one point for you, Jim. So yeah, so we got uh, yeah we were we had
0: time to burn. We were just hanging out. out. Barb had the Disney Plus app. We were like, yeah, this Willow show, okay.
1: I mean, we both watched
0: Willow growing up. Yeah, we knew it well enough that didn't feel like we'd need to re-watch the movie to start the TV show.
1: Nope, so we just jumped right in.
0: Jumped right in. How Uh, many
1: episodes did we cruise through that day? I want to say we did... I think we only did, like, the first two because that was an evening. But then, like, the okay. next day, I think we did uh, at least three, maybe four more. Because there's right. eight episodes in total. And I think there were the only last two episodes that I had to watch by myself.
0: Yeah. Let me pull up the uh, the Wikipedia article here. Yep, Allagash was episode six. So yeah, definitely seven and eight were the the two that we had to watch independently.
1: Yes, um, I'm glad that you were able to watch them independently. That makes me happy because mm-hmm. then we were able to have this discussion about it. Um. <sighs> so I think the number
0: one thing yes. uh, for anybody out there who might want to n- jump into this show. Uh, you don't need to watch the movie.
1: I mean... There
0: are... Sorry, continue. Uh, I was, I was going to say, there are bits and pieces that will make more sense if you have watched the movie. Yes. Um, You definitely don't need to have watched the movie recently. No. Like, I think if you watch this movie Ten years ago, twenty years ago, mm-hmm. that's enough. Because yeah. they give you all of the pieces to remind you who Mad Mardigan was. They do. And they give you bits of flashbacks to sort of remind you what was going on. Yeah. Um it, but you were saying?
1: Um I well, I, I was I was gonna say you don't necessarily have to, but I don't think it would be a bad idea to to refresh, if you wanted, um, be yeah. So I mean, yeah, you you basically covered it. It's it's not a requirement. I feel like there are potentially more. Maybe I don't know. I haven't done any research on it, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's maybe more um, Easter eggs that if you were like super into Willow and knew everything, you would maybe pick up on. Um, but. N- it did not deter us from enjoying the show mm-hmm. because literally probably the last time I watched Willow was like 20-ish years ago. <laughs> maybe more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. you're. Yeah. Maybe there's like specific characters or names or locations or things that are like, you know, if you were uh, a Willow knew fight, ever, knew all the ins and outs, you'd be like, ah, it's cool, it's blah, 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 but whatever. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
1: Not necessary. Um okay, so general plot line, obviously we're gonna spoil some stuff. So again, uh go away if you haven't watched this and don't want things spoiled. <laughs> if you didn't go away when we told you to go away five minutes ago. Now's your opportunity. Go watch it and then come back and listen to the rest of us blabber on. Um, general premise is the, the movie Willow was, you know, trying to protect the world from Alora well. um Bavmordia. Bavmordia, right. And the only person or, that yeah. was going to, like, usurp Bavmordia was Alora Dannon and blah, 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 blah. So this picks up after probably, what, 20-ish years, kind of, give or take? Yeah, depending. I think it's a.
0: Supposed to be about that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so Mad Mardigan and the princess got married, they had babies, they had twins. Um, and so it's following this newer generation of mm-hmm. of Eric. Um, Eric is the boy. Well, who's the girl's name? It is Kit. Kat, uh, got the Kit. Wiki- Kit. 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 Eric and their twins. They are the Thantalos. The Mantalos. From Thantalos. Um, Thantalos. Yeah, so they're twins, and he is a playboy with long, glorious hair who's adorable (laughs) and sleeps with every woman that he can basically get his hands on. Yeah, yeah. She is... I don't want to be a princess. I don't want to get married. I'm in love Mm -hmm. with my best friend, um, who is a female, uh, and like in training to almost be the captain of the guard. And so there's, a, yeah. And so she's in training cause she wants to be a warrior like her dad, Mad Mardigan and you know, all of this good stuff. Uh, and then their castle gets attacked. Eric gets kidnapped uh his chick of the week, who he's like super into, uh, decides <laughs> that she's going to follow her the sister and the whole little band of people that have come together to try to go get Eric. Mm-hmm. They pick up Willow along the way as well. Um, and surprise, surprise, Eric's Chickie of the Week is none other than Alora Dannon. <laughs> The Lord who has been in the in in the castle as a maid and had her memory wiped and all of that stuff so she doesn't know she has powers and all of that good stuff um, and so it's this Progression as this group of characters uh, get to know one another and continue traversing through all of the where it's like oh we have to go to this place which is after this other place that no one's ever ever been to or gone through um, yeah and you know and Willow comes with to try to train Alora Dannon and get her powers going. Yep, and we get kidnapped, and we get rescued,
0: and we get kidnapped, and we get... It's very... Yeah. um, Yeah. Uh, It's very swords and sorcery, lighter on the sorcery until the end, because everybody's sort of in training. Yes. Um, But very of the like, if you were going to start a Dungeons & Dragons campaign... This is the starting point.
1: Yeah, super good. It would, it, it really would be a good Dungeons and Dragons campaign as well. Um, there's a lot of tie-in to Mad Mortigan. Um, Kit is searching for him because he left to go do stuff so we ever we we yeah. never see him um at one point in time we do hear him and i went back and i listened to i, I didn't listen but i watched the credits it wasn't val kilmer's voice it was val mm. kilmer's brother wow oh. so that's... cuz i was like that's that's got to be val kilmer right isn't it isn't it and then i went back and i read and i was like oh no it's another kilmer so
0: interesting yeah just like um A lot of Woody from Toy Story is Tom Hanks's brother. In a lot of like video games and things,
1: yeah. Because you know, if you can't get the real one, get the next next best thing.
0: Yeah, if you've got the yeah, if you've got which okay, good to know. Um, Yeah, because yeah, it was it was at and it was always sort of distorted because it was always from the afterlife. There were actually the two different scenes Mm -hmm. where. We had the the Mad Mardigan voice, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, um, and we largely had the original cast when available. Mm-hmm. Um, Willow's daughter was recast, um, and I think that was probably probably it as far as like people who weren't like I don't remember the skull skull mask guy but i assume he was recast just because like why would you get the same person to wear a mask right um but yeah uh, a fair number of the originals
1: so uh, here available um this was one of the things that i wanted to go search for um Mm -hmm. but didn't have time um was it christian slater Yes. That showed up? Was yes. he? So he showed up for one episode and he was. His whole entire thing was Borman, who's one of the people. Um, and Borman was the other one that he claims that he traveled with Mad Mardigan and had history. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was one that I wanted to go back and actually watch the movie for because I don't think Borman was in the movie. No. Um, but I wondered if they referenced him at all or. Mm. Or what because I wanted to do the same thing after the Christian Slater episode to see mm-hmm. if he was in the movie and or referenced at all.
0: I don't think so. I think those were both in the like the Mad Mardigan post-Willow the movie Adventures. Okay. Where Borman and Christian Slater, um, Christian Slater who played Al Gash. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, they both showed up and they were like, yeah, Mad Mardigans, bros, post-movie.
1: Mm-hmm. They did, um, sorry, because we're talking about, like, the tie-ins. The dude who pay- plays the little sprite guy, um... Oh, the Brownies. The yes. Brownies. Yes. That's what the, yep. He's the original guy.
0: Yep. We had one of the original
1: Brownies. Mm-hmm. So that up. was super cool. Cause they, yeah, he, um, that, that was a nice little throwback. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I
0: think the, like, yeah, you're, you're kind of walking through the plot. Um, you know, we get to the, we get to the end. Um, Number there's a one. There's big fight. Okay.
1: They, before we get to the end. The, yes. The, the, this, this, the, the, what is it, the penultimate episode, the second to last episode. The very yes. last thing that we see is like they finally reached this weird spot where Eric, the twin brother, has been captured and caught for this whole entire, mm-hmm. basically, you know, seven episode yeah. arc that he's been there because the first episode is when he was kidnapped. Um, We've seen him, like, try to escape and he's basically stuck there and, like, he gets out but then he turns a corner and he's in front of the same place again and then he just abandons giving up and there's a person that randomly shows up and blah, 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 whatever. Um, He had such beautiful, glorious long hair and it was wonderful because mm. it, like, very... It just, it was just so wonderful, and then the penultimate episode, they cut his hair off, <laughs> and I'm still mad about that because he's frankly just not as attractive as with his short hair as he was with his longer hair. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm sorry for your loss, Barb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Continue. Um, I think, I think that part, you know,
0: that was like a cleaning, right? Like that was the makeover scene. Yeah, I know. Um, that happened behind closed doors where, yeah, he was living in the desert and drinking gross thing as his own sustenance. And so cleaned up, <sighs> shaving a haircut. Two bits. Cost him cost him some amount of currency. Well, uh, I mean yeah.
1: it cost him his soul because that's when he let
0: the evil creature. He let in. the worm in. The worm, yeah. yes. Yeah, so Yeah, we uh yeah, we got to the end. We had the big bad, we defeated the big bad, um, we lost one of our, our good friends
1: to the big bad. One of the Intrepidance Bolt Explorers. Um, point of clarification, did you watch the post credit scenes?
0: Um, I did see... Well, so there wasn't a post credit scene where they showed that he had actually survived and was being recruited by the worm. That was not post-credits.
1: What was, where was, did you see, but it was the scene of him. Yeah. 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 Right. But, yeah, so you're Because right.
0: we, yeah, so he, like, fell down into some pit or something. Uh, and so when he awoke, uh, yeah, he was basically living in a fantasy world created by the worm for him.
1: But was it a fantasy world? Because it was the same, because it was sort of like the same visions that Allura Dannon was having of what's going to happen when she's going to take power, she's going to get her power, and she's going to destroy the world. That was like that same aspect of he was there with her because they were falling in love as mm-hmm. they were going on this journey. When um, the, he was a prince, he was actually supposed to be marrying Kit and that's why yes. he comes with because he's like I'm your betrothed. I'm going to come with you. And Kit's like I don't want to marry you. I like I'm in love with my best friend. Uh, and you eventually fall in love with my arch nemesis, who also becomes my best friend uh, <laughs> because she, Kit and Alora Dannon don't like each other. Yeah, um, but they eventually get over that. So um, maybe I should go back and watch that part then because.
0: Yeah, I guess you it's open for interpretation um f- for what that final scene of uh what was this guy's name? Um I gotta go look it up.
1: Oh I don't know.
0: Um was it was it Graydon?
1: Yes. Graydon, Grayson, yeah. something like something Gray something. Graydon.
0: Yeah. So Graydon yeah, the, the, the final scene with Graydon is he wakes up, sort of the world's on fire. Um, he sees a version of Dan Danon
1: with, with short, hair.
0: Sh- short hair again.
1: It looks and good on her, though.
0: she's sort of leading an army of the undead of some kind.
1: What appears to be bad guys.
0: Yeah, and she's like, we need you. Yep. Or I need you, whatever. Something like that. Um, and yeah, and that's, that's where the, uh, the credits actually start. Mm-hmm. And then the post credit sequence that I saw was them closing a book and then focusing on book two of a three book series. Yeah. So kind of promising
1: a trilogy of willow seasons. Which I'm very excited about. And I think if they mm-hmm. can wrap this up in a trilogy of Willow Seasons, I would be super on board with. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's enough to play with. Oh, yeah. And still enough to learn about what's going to go on. Like, what's going to happen with Kit and not Jane. What's her name? The captain of the Jade. Guard. Jade, thank you. Um, Kit and Jade eventually kiss. It's towards the very end, but they're like, mm-hmm. you know, I love you and everything. And Kit has she's worthy of the the the, the suit of armor that Yes, the magic armor. The magic armor that Bromir Bromer Bromir? Borman. Borman, thank you. That Borman tried to put on, but he was like, "No, nah, I'm not worthy. You're worthy. You wear it," mm-hmm. and like that helped her defeat everything. Um, you know, so there's still like that side of they have to get back from where they're at. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I'm I'm very hopeful that they continue the story with seasons two and three. I have not heard any confirm. Confirmed. yes, we're doing a second season, or yes, we've got to lock in for seasons two and three. But I I would assume so. Hmm. Are you doing some research right now?
0: Um. Yeah, I was just looking to see if I could find any sort of confirmation on season two, and I can't. There, there's nothing on Wikipedia. I'm not going any deeper than that, because it would take me way yeah. far off track. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I I did notice here um, that uh, just to to make sure that we're um, accurately representing things, because mm-hmm. you know accuracy above all.
1: <laughs> yes, um, absolutely. The voice
0: of Mad Markin, um was actually his Valcomer's son.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so, but it was a Killmand.
0: Yes. And the, according to Wikipedia, that was largely because of Val Kilmer had throat cancer that he was recovering from, mm-hmm. um, and uh, COVID nineteen was sort of causing some problems on top of that. So uh, it does make sense that yeah, if you have if you have throat cancer, you probably don't sound great
1: no and and throat cancer and covid all at the same time probably don't want to do stuff frankly yeah. which makes sense
0: um but yeah
1: um all right so jim would you watch yes. a part 2 and part 3 i
0: i will watch part 2 okay i'm not going to commit to a part 3 yet all right but uh, these sort of short seasons that we do for the the streaming services—they're nice. Yeah. Um, I I really liked the way that Willow. The, the, every episode was almost standalone. They're
1: mm-hmm.
0: like I think the 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 seventh episode was the one that just sort of was like the training travel montage. Right?
1: Yeah, primarily. Um, and Which makes sense because it's leading up to the big fight. Right.
0: But that's the only one that was sort of like the,
1: eh, could
0: have... Yeah, there there wasn't a sort of specific thing that happened Yeah, uh, to me as much.
1: Um, um, I did appreciate, and you pointed this out after we mm-hmm. watched a few episodes, that... You could always tell when the end was coming because it was a current time popular song that would start playing for like, as like sort of the, okay, the wrap up is coming. (laughs) (laughs) And after you said that, I kept paying attention and... There was one point in time where I was like, wait, that's a popular song that they have happening in the background. Are we done with already? And it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like a misdirect. But other than that, I think it happened in every single episode.
0: Yeah, the music, I don't know, but this. The, the music choices here, it really I liked, felt that...
1: I liked the music choices.
0: Okay. So, to me, it felt like, what do we have... Uh, that we don't have to pay money for. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like, yeah, okay, what, Beach Boys? We've got access to the Beach Boys? All right, <laughs> the Beach Boys? Let's put that. <laughs> like, t- t- some of the stuff was just kind of like, it just didn't, it, it was just so er- everywhere. Because, yeah, sometimes it was like, all right, here's like a, Acoustic version of a 90s grunge song done in a singer songwriter. And it's like, all right, but here's the original Beach Boys doing their original. And it's like, <laughs> where are we? Like, the thematically, I don't quite. You know, it's like it, it felt like a a mixtape that I was putting together in sixth grade. You know, see, and that's
1: why I loved it because it was one of like I, I kept like it kept you on your kept me on my toes. I was never totally sure what I was going to get next or who I was going to get next or in what variety version, and it was enjoyable.
0: Um, I mean we we are running out of tape here, Barb, but. According to uh,
1: pieces of the internet, this
0: is the first official Disney queer
1: love story. I would, uh, I mean, I would say that has been confirmed on screen. Yes, that would be accurate. There's others that have been, like, alluded to. Um, Okay. Even, like, the kiss that was supposed to take place between Gaston and what's his short little friend's name um, Mm -hmm. got wiped out because they're like, no, 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 we can't do that. Um, So, yes, this would be the first, uh, within the Disney sphere, canonically, the first queer love story. Okay, so the first
0: one that there's like there's no questions. Correct. There's no it's not just insinuated.
1: Yes. But like this is very blatant like these are two females that are in love have said yeah, I are. love you and then expressed that through a, like a physical kiss.
0: They did some they did some smoochy time. They got they
1: finally got some smoochy time. They said I love views and there was like four <laughs> opportunities for smoochie time and they kept getting interrupted.
0: <laughs> oh, it's such a teenage drama uh,
1: filled. Uh, Listen, uh, I just show. want all the smoochy times for everybody. And okay, <laughs> I will say this hands down, Jim. My favorite line of the whole entire episode. Do you want do you know what it was?
0: I think. Are you going to talk about Borman right now? Yes,
1: <laughs> it's like the beginning of the very last episode, and it's three of them, and it's Borman and the Prince and Jade. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's the Prince that was supposed to get married to Kit, but was in love with Alora Dannon, and it's Borman and it's Jade, and they like approach, and they finally see like the big weird. Town emptiness that Eric has been living in, and he's like, "Uh, well, that would be a great opportunity to kiss if anybody wants to kiss." And they all just, they were like, "Wait, what?" And he's like, "I, I didn't say anything." <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: it was a little bit different than that, but that was the vibe. Yeah. Um. That yeah. And the, these are the the three characters who have very much not been romantically linked in any way. No, and I think everybody, everybody else has sort of had their like little, little bits of like, yeah, maybe these two, maybe these two, and maybe those two, but like, no, here is Uh It's just like, yep, yeah, we'll make out. Oh, oh no, okay, no, 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 nobody wants to take me up on the the makeout session. All right, well, I guess let's go into battle.
1: Yep, <laughs> I love I love that because Borin's just like, hey, yeah, anybody want to make out? Let's do this. No, oh, okay, well. I guess let's All go right. fight some stuff. Tried. ride. Um, uh, Borman. It's dog. windy, probably the end of the world. I guess
0: what I'm saying is if either of you two want to make out right now real quick, I- I'd be up for it. All right, Barb. Um, Now is the part of the show where we ask people to write in. Where we give them our, our email Correct. and our voicemail number.
1: The email and um, voicemail number that I have been successfully ignoring for the last six months.
0: Yes. So um,
1: case in point, <laughs>
0: uh we've got a voicemail. We do <laughs> from
1: our dad back we in do. October. <laughs> Um, sorry, Dad. That's on me. I apologize for ignoring everything. Uh, the,
0: the, the, the Google voice box also got shut down, um, from lack of use. Ah, dang it. So I went back in and re-upped it. Oh, good. Uh, which is why I told you to give me the six-digit code that you got texted. Yep, yep. That's uh, we good. were able to reclaim the same number because nobody else wanted that number. Splendid. So all of our previous uh, episodes are still accurate. Excellent. Uh, but let's let's listen to this here. Hi, everybody. This is your dad. I got a couple of questions. The music that you uh, played for the uh, bingo. Uh, Did all of the other callers do the same
1: thing, or was your sessions unique in the sense that you had music? Just curious. Now, the other thing Jim mentioned that you always have trouble because you can't think of
0: just what to tell people when they say you should tell them something unusual about yourself. The easiest one to go back on is that you were baptized in a bird bath. Not physically in the bird bath, but the bird <laughs> bath is what they held the, uh,
1: lack of a better word, holy water. So, um, the other thing that uh, when you were young, your goal in life was to be a telephone person so that you could go up in those um, hydraulic ladders.
0: So, so, uh, enjoyed listening to you. Take care. Love you both. Bye-bye. So point of clarification there, the, the going up in a cherry picker uh, was me.
1: Okay. I was going to ask which one of us wanted to do. I, I don't think I wanted to do that. (laughs)
0: That was, that was something I, I think there is even documentation of it. Um, you know, in like fourth grade, when you have to write down on a piece of paper what you want to do when you grow up. <laughs> I think I think it's doc. It was documented somewhere. Um, but yes, that is true. Um, and yes, uh, we both did uh, get baptized in a birdbath. Yeah, um, uh- it was the same. Basin that was sort of on this fancy wooden pedestal that was all dark wood and metal, uh, very of the eighties. Yeah, that our church had. Yep. I don't know if there was ever a, a if there was an original basin that broke, and they replaced with a bird bath, or yeah. if somebody built it custom and was like, "Ah, here's this bird bath. Let's to go for it." But that's probably been lost to time. Or if yeah. dad's listening to this episode right now, he might remember.
1: I mean, I was going to say, maybe we need to get dad in here uh, and he can share what he remembers about the bird baths. <laughs> oh, Bob's got the hiccups. Always got the hiccups. It's always just a matter uh, of time.
0: But, yeah, an extremely sort of Minnesota Lutheran uh, <laughs> baptismal font situation uh, that it just continued on because yep.
1: it worked. And it it did. worked well. It did. It did. Um, um.
0: And, yes, he did. He did have a question, Barb. He wanted to know. Yes, he uh, did want to know. Um, anybody who's, yes, the if you're curious about what, if you're tuning in right now and you don't know what the heck he's talking about, uh, there is an episode about Barb calling bingo at the or, Minnesota state three fair episodes ago. So go, you can go listen to that.
1: Yep. Um, so I mm-hmm. created my playlist. So when I was calling bingo, It was my bingo playlist. Um, There was a, it was not an iPad, it was a tablet of some sort that the Mm -hmm. person who was our bingo commissioner had brought from his house and was using that as background music for everyone else. Um, That had about an hour of music on it that they Mm -hmm. were just listening to that hour on repeat. The whole entire days. Um, Which would be fine for
0: most of your customers, because they're not
1: spending an hour. Uh, right. They're they're not spending but, four hours there at a time.
0: But give Barb a one-hour loop of a playlist, and she's, she'll go crazy.
1: I, I mean, if I'm supposed to listen to it for longer than an hour, a little bit. Yep. Yep, I will. Hence the reason that I created my multi-hour playlists. <laughs> So, so did,
0: did did other people have their own playlists or did everybody else use the the one hour tablet loop?
1: As far as I am aware, everybody else just used the one hour tablet loop. All right. Yeah. That's
0: that's the difference maker. Yeah. That's one of the things I, that you
1: I go the extra mile for my mm-hmm. bingo participants, Jim.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's one of the things that
0: puts you above the competition. Yeah.
1: Yep. It does. It does, it does.
0: All right, Barb. Um,
1: I'm I'm just going to say this because oh, I currently oh. have on this post-it note in front of me because I was taking notes just to make sure I addressed everything that Dad talked about. Um, yeah. It says, bingo and birdbath. Yeah. I'm going to find this post-it note in two years from now <laughs> and be like... <laughs> Why did you write down bingo and birdbath, Barb? they would be like, they're in alphabetical order. They are. They are. Uh, so I'm just very excited for the confusion that this post-it note is going to uh, bring me in the future.
0: Excellent. All right. Yes, Jim. Barb. If somebody else wanted to write us an email, if they yes. don't want to talk to us, if they just want to give us text... We've got an email address or if they wanted to call in and maybe we'll listen to their voicemail in four months.
1: I mean, you never know. Um, How would, how would they do that? Uh, Well, the best way to get in contact with us is via email, which is Mm -hmm. Jim and Barb work from home at gmail.com. Yes. That is, that is number one. Uh, Number two is our telephone number. Which Jim is going to put in the show notes. Oh, yeah. It will definitely be in the show notes. It will definitely be in the show notes. Um, primarily because I don't fully know what our phone number is. <laughs> uh, nope, Bar. I lied. Um, it is 402-913-0054. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's our Good phone work. number. Good Good recovery, Barb. 402-913-0054. All right. Until next time. He's
0: Jim. She's Barb. Bye. Don't drive like my
1: sister. Don't drive like my brother. Bye. What do you suggest? Well, I already suggested that we all kiss, but you blew me off.